aggressive. It's um, on Yale Town area, and just to see how much that gallery works and like all her work was shown, and just the celebration of just all the work that she's done for the last decade or more, and so and just it was amazing that I myself remember when I graduated, I was actually she gifted um, us with the Indigenous students um, with um, one of her art pieces, and just. It's amazing how just she gives so much, and I talked to the owner there, and just how she she does these works, and she gives them as gifts, and you can look at how much they are, they go for in the stores, and just how much she just she wants to give and support the arts and the education, and how much she gives back and, and supports Indigenous works, and I think her work is amazing in itself, and I really like all the colors that she uses and how it's she combines her traditional works with contemporary uses as well, and just the different kind of materials and prints, glass, and yeah. Yeah, very colorful, interesting. So um, that exhibit will be going on for quite some time at the Spirit Gallery. Yeah, I think it, believe, uh, it goes till around J- July 19th. Uh-huh, okay. And Spirit Wrestling? Is yeah, okay. Wrestling. Is there an address? Thing? Yeah, um, let's see. Give me a moment, I'll have to... Yeah, and in a while, I'll share some information with you about, about the Tribal Journeys 2014 Guadalupe Festival. Apparently, the canoes are en route to Bella Bella. Okay, yeah, so the Spirit Wrestler Gallery, it's at 47 Water Street, Vancouver. Again, that's 47 Water Street. I ever said I wasn't setting my 
Welcome to the Arts Report for July 2nd, 2014. Tonight on the show, we have dancer Carissa Berry to talk about Small Stage Point Five. Actor Avery Crane is going to tell us about her role in the current production at the Powell Theatre called The Other Place. And I'll be giving away tickets to A Hard Day's Night and much more. everybody thanks for tuning in happy canada day i was going to play united empire loyalists by the evaporators but i couldn't find it um but hope everyone had a nice day it was like a really summery day it was the first summery day wasn't it it was it was really sunny yeah so sahar how's it going for you here good. at citr um, it's good it's coming along i'm still contributing to different shows um i'm hoping to do my own fill-in segment next week good yeah, yeah, well, you're working really hard. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Did you do anything for Canada Day? No, nothing Canada Day specific. <laughs> I just kind of went out and went downtown. But that's pretty much that, it. That's pretty Canada Day. Because really? aren't people wearing red t-shirts? Yeah, I didn't and watch the fireworks or anything. Neither did I. I went to bed at 9 o'clock. <laughs> and then, you know, mm. cats and dogs kind of barking. Or just ca- just dogs, not cats, barking oh. in the neighborhood because they don't like the fireworks. They get really upset by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't do much. Although, I appreciate Canada. Yeah, it's always the same every year. <laughs> I mean, the fireworks. So yeah. true. It is always the same every yeah. year. So we've actually got a fair amount to cover. And I was like a few minutes late because I drive here. And then I, I arrive at the station on like a 10 out of 10 on the anger meter scale with road rage for various reasons. So, But we want to talk about... Small stage point five. Mm-hmm. And what have you... And Sahar's going to take this part. <coughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's a dance show where musicians and dancers collaborate. And um, basically they have... I think they have like a series of um, collaborations on stage. And um, they have different genres and... I think it's completely up to the dancer and the musician to showcase what they want to. I'm not really sure about that, but um, yeah, it seems quite interesting. It is. This is they do this mm. fairly regularly, mm-hmm. so it's July 4th and 5th coming up. Yeah, and they're famous for the really ridiculously small stage. Okay. Really intimate venue. Hence why it's called small, small stage. stage. Yeah. And so the Emerald, I've actually never been there, but. Um, one of my Facebook friends owns the Emerald, so I've always been meaning to go. Oh. Yeah, and it looks like there's some good collaborations. Mm-hmm. Um, Carissa Berry, you're going to interview her in just mm-hmm. a moment, is collaborating with Christopher, Christopher Smith. Smith. Yeah. And Lucille, I made out with him. He, he uses technology to create ambient complex soundscapes with burgundy bricks. Vancouver's internationally renowned queen of burlesque and producer of the wildly successful Kitty Knight's Burlesque. Mm. So that's almost worth going for. <coughs> I think there's in like itself. a Juno nominated songwriter. Or yeah, Tariq Hussein. And Brastronaut. Br- They're kind of big. Yeah, and it's sold out every year. 
Oh, really? It was sold out last year. Okay. And I think it's... I'm not sure about this I'm year. frightened because if it was last <laughs> year, then this year has gone so fast because I feel like we just did something on Small Stage Point Five. Oh, they had a show in November last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That's still... That still seems like only a month ago, but <laughs> well, why don't, because we are also talking to Avery Crane at around 520. So what we want to do is call Carissa. And in the meantime, I'm going to play a song by Christopher Smith, who she's collaborating with. Um, so let's find his song. This is a nice song I found online. It's the Green Couch Sessions. So it's, Van- actually, I didn't know this, Vancouver's number one live sort of music session series, kind of an unplugged thing. So this is his song, No Light Can Pass Through Me, So I Have a Shadow. Um, and it's live from a rooftop above the city. And so while you're listening to that, we're going to get Carissa Berry on the phone. We'll be right back on the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM.
Um, can you hear me properly? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so tell us about yourself and Small Stage Point Five. Um, so I'm a contemporary uh, dance artist, and I've been paired up with Christopher Smith, um, and we collaborated and made a little six-minute, uh, <laughs> a little six-minute ditty. Oh. <laughs> he. Um, he actually, it was a one and a half minute song from his previous album that he decided to turn into a, a longer, like full length version. And, um, yeah, and we just went from there. Oh, okay. So, um, how did Point Five get started? Point Five, uh, got started last year. The first, the first show was in November and, um, it was basically Julianne Saroyan's vision was to bring musicians and dancers together since it's quite an obvious collaboration, music and dance, um, but not a lot of people are, are, not a lot of musicians and dancers are collaborating um, outside of music videos. And so um, she just thought it would be a really great way to connect the community and also just to enforce more um, more collaborative tools and um, connections and yeah it's been really great so you were also part of last November's debut show yes so yeah, what was I your was experience with, like last um, year a totally different musician um, and uh, her name was Stefana Fatilla and she's a um, like an electro pop sort of, I think of her as a very young uh, Bjork of today, and uh, that collaboration actually turned into a friendship, and also she's going to be um, composing music for my upcoming work in the okay. fall. And tell us about um, the creative process. What is it like collaborating with a musician? Um, well, each musician is quite different. Um, d just depends on their personality and uh, and on their type of music. But uh, this process with Chris was um, fairly, like, we we went away and did the, we talked about what we wanted to do, we went away, we, we, we did the work, uh, and then ourselves, and then we brought our, what we had come up with together and, and placed it in the space and um, just sort of talked about how we were going to stage each other and um, 
So it was sort of like we went away, we came back, um, but we didn't, uh, he didn't make like a whole new song. He just developed a song that he, that was like, he had like a one minute version of. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. are you, do you both operate on, under the same genre? Sorry, say that again? Were you guys both kind of under, um, thinking about doing the same genre and you just went away and worked within that genre? Within that genre? Well, um, uh, I just, I was paired with him because I, I liked how opposite of an artist he was from Stefana. He is very subtle yet effective, and so um, I was just intrigued with being simple, in, uh, being simple yet effective. And so in that regard, yes, we, we had the same um, subtle uh, emotive qualities, but... Um, uh, we're not like I don't normally work with acoustic guitar in my in my work. I usually work with electronics with electronic music. So that was a departure on on what I'm used to. Okay, because I understand mm-hmm. that the show kind of infuses together different genres, and um, I was wondering whether, as a musician and a dancer, well, working with a musician, do you guys have are you given, like, a genre in advance to, like, work under, or is it something that just kind of evolves? You mean, like, a music genre? Mm-hmm. Or a dance genre? <clears throat> um, well, the way that it was paired was, um, I mean, ju- that's that was Julianne's process, the artistic producer, that was her process okay. of pairing. Um, so each each pairing was uh, unique in itself, the, the way that it came up. Some of it was mm-hmm. personality-based, and some of it was like, oh, like hip-hop, urban will go really, really good with Tanya. Or like Andrea from Bell Game is used to having her band, and so uh, we gave her a tap artist so um, for rhythm. So, um, But me and Chris sort of just came together because um, I, I really liked how emotional and how subtle he was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, go on. Um, but I think that, you know, the nature of the project, like, that any type of uh, genre, like, any artist of any genre, we c- could probably work together. Like, even if Chris was paired up with the hip-hop guy, that would, you know, it would still work. I think that it would still be really, really interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So one of the things that's obviously characteristic about small stage point five is the ridiculously small stage um Mm -hmm. what are the challenges (laughs) of working on a stage that's so small (laughs) well this one's this one's even smaller than what we're used to dancing on um uh, (laughs) so uh challenges i mean other than just space you can't really move as much so you have to find different different uh different levels so I've chosen to work with the vertical level. Um, I have a prop mm-hmm. on stage that allows me to uh, go up a few feet. So trying to work with the space that way. And um, there's also people very, very close to the stage around you. So, you know, you have to be aware that you're not going to, you know, kick somebody in the head <laughs> okay. if you're passing around with your leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um yeah, but I mean the intimacy of of the the show is is quite unique because not often you get people experiencing you on like a visceral level that close, and so the exchange with the audience and 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 vice versa is is quite 
special, I find. Mm-hmm. So for audience members who've never seen any dance shows before, how would you describe the show? Uh, versatile. There's all the different artists in both the musicians and the dancers are all really, really different. So coming with different backgrounds, um, you're going to, if you're not going to like, if you don't like one, chances are you're going to like the other one. They're very different from one another. Um, it's intimate. It's casual. Um, laid back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. And um, so Small Stage Point Five will be running from July 4th to 5th um, yeah. at 8 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. at the Emerald. And yeah. thank you, Carissa. Thanks so much for having me. a bit of Lucille, who's going to be at Small Stage Point Five, and that was a great interview, Sahar. Thank you with Carissa Berry, dancer Carissa Berry. But we are moving on rapidly. I want to talk about The Other Place, a really good play that I saw, and we've got actor Avery Crane on the phone. Hello, Avery. Hi. Yay, you're there. Hi. <laughs> so the play is currently going on, and so you've July 1st to 5th, so you've got three more shows after tonight. Yes. How's it been going? It's been going great. We've been getting some really good uh, feedback. It's been really, really fun so far. Yeah, I went on opening night. It was a very good play. Good. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I was impressed with all the performances. And so, yeah, just tell me a little bit about the script, because it's a famous playwright and script. Is that correct? The play was done um, 
in New York originally on, on Broadway. Um, it's a, it, he's an incredible writer. It's a beautiful play. Um, it definitely takes you on a journey. It's a little uh, confusing maybe at the beginning. You're not exactly sure what's going on, and it, it sort of sorts itself out near the end. It does. It sort of skips, like, there's some choppiness at yeah. the beginning with the storyline, but it does sort itself out quite well. I could figure yeah. it out, which is, I don't usually figure things out that easily. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you play a few different characters. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, I play three characters in the show. Uh, I play um, the, the lead woman, uh, Juliana, a very brilliant uh, scientist. I play her doctor, a neurologist. I play um, her daughter, and then I play uh, another woman she encounters along the way. Yes, that was very dramatic to the, towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, so you play sort of the psychiatrist or, or neurologist yeah, to yeah. the lead character, and the lead character happens to be your mom. Yes, my mother in real life and in the show. And so how was that working with her? It was it was great, actually. We got along very well. <laughs> this is the first time we've worked together. Um, it was surprisingly very easy to work together. It's been a really great experience so far. Yeah, and did she? Did you work with her or she did mentoring or training of you as you were coming up, training yeah, as an she, actor? She, uh, she runs an, an acting school uh, the William Davis Center for Actors at Van Arts, and I, so I studied uh, full-time acting there, and I have studied with her in her part-time classes ever since. So I have I have uh, had her as a teacher, but I had not had the pleasure of acting opposite her until until now. Yeah, definitely yeah. very dramatic and intense as the play progresses, and some yeah. great acting from the the father as well. Yes, Daryl Shuttleworth does a great job. So, like, tell me about, so you grew up with a mom who was an actor. What captured your interest in acting, and how did you evolve as an actor? I think uh, both my parents are actors, and I think uh, initially it made me not want to be an actor, <laughs> only because, you know, you don't want to do exactly what your parents did, and um, I see how, how hard the lifestyle can be sometimes, yeah. but uh, eventually it was just, started to feel a little bit unavoidable to me because it was clearly what I wanted to do. Uh, I went to a high school, a performing arts high school, and then I, from there, went to uh, went to theater school. And, uh, yeah, I, I've done quite a bit of theater. I, I do film and TV, too, but um, I've mostly done theater since I got out of school, and I really, really enjoy it. I noticed on your page, like one of your Internet pages, you've got quite a lot of, like, a breadth of talents and skills um so I thought that was really interesting because well I don't even have one single skill special skill but so you've, <laughs> but you've done modeling you also do like stage combat and dancing and tell us how you sort of how and and different sports and how do you fit all of these things in or what's your sort of secret to all these other skills that you've built that's a good question um I, I usually, I mean, there's a, the thing about the acting industry is there's so much downtime in between, and if you don't have enough hobbies and other things going on, you, you tend to get a little bit bored. Uh, right now, during the play, I have had time for very little other than rehearsal and shows, but uh, in the rest of my spare time, I try to do uh, as much physical outdoor activity as I can, and I don't dance as much anymore, but there de definitely dance and stage combat in different sports all lend itself to 
to the acting world as well. So they all kind of go together. Mm-hmm. And so is there any particular actor that you really like or that's influenced your work? Um, I mean, I could go typical and say things like Meryl Streep. And <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, I sound sappy too, but I've, I've learned a lot of, of what I do from watching my mom work as well. Yeah. What was it like to see her, um, because I guess I'll talk a little bit about the play when we get off the phone, but what was it like to see her go through quite an intense journey, if you will, through the play? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's definitely hard. She goes on a very, very emotional journey throughout the play, and it's, it's different to see, uh, your parent like that if you haven't before, but uh, there's also part of it, too, that there, there is a separation because as soon as the show is done, it's, we're back to calm, regular mother-daughter situation. So yeah. I can kind of separate it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And so what, like, do you have any particular message about kind of the theme of, I guess, mental, I wouldn't say it's mental illness, but brain right. disease, um, is there anything that kind of was new to you in that way or struck you that way? Um, yeah, it, well, it's just interesting to see how pretty much anyone and everyone who's come to see the show has some personal story that they were involved with it, someone in their family, one of their friends, someone they've known along the way. So it's just a very universal kind of a message that seems to be very close to home for a lot of people. So I think bringing awareness to it, and we're also trying to help raise some money for some foundations has been really great. Yeah, it did. It really, I, I found it frightening a little bit, actually. It kind is. Of, yeah, I, I find it that as well. Yeah, that it could happen, like, and it could happen to someone who's brilliant and... Yeah, it's always a scary thought to think of someone so bright uh, losing their abilities and losing some of that mind that makes them who they are. Yeah. So you're on your way to the show tonight. Yes. What kind of things, like, as you prepare for a show, what kind of, like, mindset do you sort of have to put yourself in as you're preparing for the show? Um, I, uh, I tend to just have to try to relax. I get a pretty good adrenaline rush from the show. So I just try to uh, kind of stay calm and I try to spend some time by myself right before the show and it's a nice walking distance from my house so I can kind of walk alone and just just relax have some mantras I say to myself yeah yeah so grounding centering definitely breathing it, yeah always good so you've done quite a bit of uh, things in the past and in, in terms of work what's your favorite thing that you've worked on um oh that's I think I've did a few shows actually directed by uh, my, my mom's husband, my, my stepfather, and we have a really good time working together. I get along with him very well as a director. So the fact that I've had the opportunity to work in the last few years with both of my parents has been really cool, and I think it's definitely a once-in-a-lifetime kind of an opportunity. Excellent. And what do you have next coming up, or what are your plans? Um... I'm not 100% sure. I, uh, I am supposed to be doing a web series that will be starting filming, I believe, pretty soon in the next uh, month or so. So that should, should be exciting, something different. 
sci-fi, so it should be fun. Wow, a uh, sci-fi web series. Sounds awesome. Yeah, definitely. And then hopefully some more theater soon. I don't have my sights set on anything particular yet. Yeah, theater seems hard. Like, it's in the moment. Absolutely. Compared to something where you could refilm if it's not right. Definitely. I think that's that's part of the excitement that draws me. (laughs) Yeah. It's the adrenaline rush, as you were saying. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it's a great play, and you did, you know, very well switching roles into these, like, playing off against your mom and this very, you know, as a character, a very rich and unique character. Thank you. And I thought in particular, um, when when the, the, the woman, what's the character's name again? It is actually the woman. She doesn't have a name. Oh, your character is the woman. Who's, who's the character that your mother plays? Oh, Juliana. Juliana. Yeah, yeah, so she comes into your home, and she's quite delusional and yeah. confused. And I thought your character was so sweet to her. And I thought, I wouldn't do that, you know, if someone wandered into I, my I home. I kind of felt that way, too, when I read it. I was like, wow, it's hard to imagine doing that for someone. But Yeah, but, <laughs> no, it was a lovely play, and I'm glad I got a chance to see it, and I really appreciate you coming on to talk to us. Thank you so and much. I'll, it was my pleasure. Oh, yeah, and I'll keep an eye out for your name and hope to see you in something again soon. Yes, hopefully. Okay, take care, Avery. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Hi, we're back on the Arts Report. That was Avery Crane. What a lovely person and a very talented actor. So the other place I went on opening night, so that was, I guess, last Tuesday. And it's an interesting play written by Char White. As Avery said, it opened to rave reviews on Broadway. And it's sort of wowed audiences with a candid portrayal of disintegration and sort of mental shattering of this main character who's a brilliant like not a like a researcher a brilliant researcher who starts to suffer from dementia sort of comes out over the play and sort of ironically I guess she had been like developing drugs to help dementia which she then got herself and she goes through these sort of personality changes and difficulties with her husband um, and what, one of the things I really liked at the beginning was they, it's kind of choppy. They jump around to different scenes. She's at home with her husband and then she's at a conference, um, explaining like her drug that she's developing to an audience, which sort of an invisible audience. And, uh, so they have slides behind her of like neurons and stuff. So I liked that part, but, um, it starts off fairly light and, and humorous, um, she's starting to get catty and bitchy, the tension in the marriage. Uh, but as it goes on and it becomes apparent that she's very starting to have extreme dementia and starting to have extreme emotional reactions, then um, it gets quite intense emotionally. And Avery's mom, can't remember her name. Oh, it's actually should be here on the website. They have a very good website. Avery's mom who plays the main character, Juliana, is, oh, where is it? They say cast and crew, Nick Hunnings. Nick Hunnings plays the man, Avery Crane, the woman. Thank you, Avery. Chilton Crane, that's Juliana, and she was very good. She's been a professional actor for 25 years. 
Um, and so it becomes apparent that she has this sort of relationship with her daughter and, and they talk on the phone, but it becomes apparent that the daughter's kind of a delusional fiction in her mind. It reminds me of another play that I saw. It was called Almost Normal. And Almost Normal was a terrible musical about bipolar disorder. Uh, but I went because I like bipolar disorder. But it took me a long time in the musical to figure out that the son was actually a delusional fiction in the mind of one of the characters. So it was the same idea where the daughter, you kind of realize that the daughter's actually been dead for a while. I just gave everything away. Um, but but it's 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 not so much the storyline. It's, it's the emotions that really come out. And uh, like I said, the father was excellent. Daryl Shuttleworth excellent guy he's a really like a good looking guy like really kind of rugged and manly like he should be in movies oh he's appears as detective ron blanchard in the upcoming bbc america series intruding intruders starring mira servino so i really recommend it because it's an excellent script with great acting and you'll see it in a very small stage which is at the PAL Theatre. They've never actually been there, but the PAL Theatre is a really cool place in the West End. It's um, it's an apartments, and on the top floor is a theatre, and it fits about 100 people. But the apartments are for artists that don't have much money, and, and more people that are a bit older. So if you're like, you know, I think probably over 50, and you're an artist, a struggling artist, you can live there, and they have these beautiful gardens on top, and then they have shows. You can rent out the space for your events. So it's definitely worth checking out. So it started on June 26. I guess that's when I went. Um, and so from now on, it's so tonight, July 2nd, July 3rd, July 4th, July 5th, and doors open at 7.30 with the curtain at 8 p.m., and no latecomers admitted, and that's at the Powell Theater. And the play is called The Other Place. I thought it was funny because, you know, like, you go in, and they're like, no latecomers, right? Every play is like that. So you go in, you sit down. It's a whole ritual. You're waiting. The lights go down. Then it starts. So I was sitting there waiting. And the character, Juliana, played by Chilton Crane, comes out and sits there in a chair. And I'm like, okay, it's starting. But people are still filing in and chatting the audience. The lights aren't going down. I'm starting to get edgy because it's like I'm waiting for the lights to go down. I'm waiting for the ritual to happen, and it's not happening, and I'm starting to feel confused and agitated. And in fact, the character sat there for a full 10 minutes while people kind of filed in, and she crossed her legs, and she was sitting, like, writing in a notebook. And I was like, okay, is this something... Is this like they're trying to get people's attention, the play's starting, or is it like kind of a, a device, you know, like a theatrical device that's slightly different? In the end, I just got out my notebook, and I started writing in my notebook, waiting for it to start. And so I thought it was this funny mirroring of, like, me and her. We both had our legs crossed, just writing in our notebooks. So I want to tell you about some other things, too, but that was great. Please go see it. There's some great theater, some great actors in Vancouver. People love to live in Vancouver, but there's not as many opportunities, like, for music and other arts as there are in, say, bigger cities like Toronto. But people still like to live here. So we have some major talent living in this city, and definitely I've seen some excellent theater. So check that out, the other place at the Powell Theater. But I uh, heard a new song yesterday. I'm just going to play the song because I like it. The Second Summer of Love. I've been listening to summer songs. Uh, one of my favorite songs is This Summer by Squeeze, which was a hit or 
kind of hit in the 80s. But this song is a brand new Canadian content song by the Pink Mountaintops. It's called The Second Summer of Love. It's a really cool song. I'm going to play that and then we're going to come back and I'm going to talk about A Hard Day's Night. You're listening to The Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. Yeah. 
Catalano Street Party, Vancouver's biggest music and arts festival, is back July 12th from 11 a.m. until 9 p.m. Come on down to West 4th Avenue for over 50 great bands, including Grapes of Wrath, Ben Sinister, Humans, Lightning Dust, and a special performance by the Poppy Family, starring Susan Jacks with members of the New Pornographers, Black Mountain, and Destroyer. Over 40 tasty food carts, hundreds of Vancouver's best vendors, and the new Desjardins Family Zone will highlight the day. Catalano Street Party, Saturday, July 12th. Brought to you with love by the merchants of West 4th Avenue. Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the UBC and Kitsilano area at Australian Boot Company, Banyan Books and Sound, The Bike Kitchen, The Cove, Dantry's Pub, Displace Hashery, Limelight Video, The Eatery, Fresh's Best Salsa, Gargoyle's Bar and Grill, Lotus Land Tattoo, Nuba Kitsilano, Prussian Music, Rufus's Guitar Shop, and the UBC Bookstore. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. I call it transcendence. Sunday at 10 p.m. to midnight. Hosted by DJ Smiley Mike and DJ Caddyshack. back on CITR. You're listening to the Arts Report. I'm your host, your co-host, Sarah, and we also have Sahar. We had a good show tonight, I think. Yeah, definitely. We interviewed um, Carissa mm-hmm. and Avery, so that was fun. And and now we're talking about s- something very special, a hard day's night. So I'm giving away tickets to this Thing. And so Sahara and I are going to try to give them away on our Facebook pages. So, you know, I've actually never seen this. Um, do you know anything about the Beatles, Sahara? Yes. Um, I understand that this is a musical and they replay Beatles songs. Yeah. So I've never seen it. Um, the Beatles made a few films, like sort of during the height of their fame. And there's some funny scenes, I think, where it's, like, filmed in England, you know, in the 60s. Oh, it's, it's, um, it features the Beatles. Yeah, they're oh, in it. Okay. They, they did, like, A Hard Day's Night. Help was another movie. Oh, okay. Um, and then, um, yeah, so this one, I think there's scenes where they're, like, oh, well, I'll just read it here. It's, so it's, they're actually having a screening at Pacific Cinematheque this Friday, July 4th. There's music refreshments and a special introduction by uh, Dr. Michael Baker. So it is restored, remastered, remixed, and revolutionary. Um, 
and they have a little joke here. Are you a mod or a rocker? And Ringo says, I'm a mocker. So it's, oh, here's a word I don't know. I feel quite upset. The Beatles, Epochal, first movie. I'm just, I just have, I just have to Google that right now. So it's kind of what a does Epochal mean? Epochal, my mother's probably emailing right now. Definition, forming or characterizing an epoch. Epoch making. What's it? I think, well, I think what's an epoch then? I think I kind of know what it, it's what? Epoch. Definition. Okay, I'm getting off track here. I I think, I think it means like something's an epoch. It's like a giant thing, a giant thing like rock music or something you know something new and big and giant that changes mm-hmm. everything that's my guess am i wrong uh so it was originally re- re- released in the summer of 64 and is celebrated with a sparkling 50th anniversary restoration so richard and uh, now it's coming back to me maybe i've seen some of it richard lester directed the seminal kaleidoscopic reinvention of the musical comedy film bursting with now new wave style as it follows the fab four in the road in the studio, in concert, and in flight from sh- streaking fans. I think those are famous scenes where they're they're running from real hysterical fans. Like, you know, women didn't do themselves any favors, like, with this. You know, like, like women having quivering meltdowns, like, w- <laughs> with Elvis, or... I guess we still do, don't we? Mm, not to like, that extent. I guess not to that extent, even in, like, a... If you think of, like, a can't believe I'm saying this word on CITR, <laughs> Justin Bieber or something like no. that. No, we're not like that <laughs> anymore. Them, the younger girls, right? The younger girls. Mm-hmm. But in the Beatles time, the, these were like, you know, 20-something women. Mm. And, in, you know, <laughs> I mean, I get it, I guess. But this, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what's happening here to my they brain. They were literally running away from their fans. They were running, like, panicked, stricken, like, fearful, oh like, fearful animals pursued by these women tearing at their hair. But <laughs> historically, that's kind of a thing, too, right? In ancient times, they would have, like, a festival, the Dionysian festival, and Dionysus was the god oh. of wine. And I don't know if they sort of reenacted it, but it was this idea of Dionysus was so attractive that women would go kind of wild and hysterical and chase him and then rip him to shreds <sighs> while everybody was like really drunk. So, I mean, that's sort of the the myth, but then I think they'd reenact it at times of the year, like mm-hmm. Bacchanalia kind of thing. Anyways, uh, Hard Day's Night. So most, uh, probably a lot of people have seen it, but it's an, a fun night out and I'll tell you why. Because Michael Baker is a researcher and instructor in the Department of Theater and Film Studies at UBC. And he's going to kind of, he wrote, uh, he's done some documentary films. And he's presently at work on a book called Rockumentary, The Incomplete History of the Popular Music Documentary. I have some friends that are really into rock docs. So he should be interesting. He's going to introduce it. Watch the film. There's going to be food and drinks and all that. And then they're having a Beatles tribute band, the Fab Forever, F-O-U-R-E-V-E-R. Canada's Complete Beatles Experience. It's a musical production performing all the memorable hits live without any vocal overdubs or pre-recorded music. So um, 
The Fab Forever is celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Beatles' only performance in Vancouver by reenacting that historic concert that changed popular music in Western Canada. So you can check out their website at www.fabforever.com. And that's true. The Beatles played in Vancouver one time. I think they played at the PE and they stayed most famously at the Biltmore Hotel, which is now like an indie club, which CITR often has events there. So, yeah. That's cool. It is cool, isn't it? So we're going to give away tickets to this event. We're going to post to our Twitter. We're going to post to our Facebook. Sahara and I are going to also post to our personal Twitter and Facebook. So all you have to do is comment, and those tickets are yours. Um, and so that's a hard day's night at the Pacific Cinematheque this Friday, July 4th. Music refreshments, special introduction by a cool professor, Fab Four forever. So that's kind of it. Um, I've been talking a lot, a lot about the Leaping Thespians fashion show that I've been involved in, and it's tonight. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Do you get to pick out your outfit? Well, I have picked out my outfits, and I've gone on, I have to say, I've kind of got... Outfits, wow. Three <laughs> outfits. I've gone on kind of ad nauseum the last couple of shows about my outfits, but mm-hmm. just just in case you missed it the first time. So it's we're doing decades, starting from the 1910s. So oh, um, okay. it's like it's like kind of like lesbian or gay fashion. So in, mm-hmm. the, in, in Victorian times, there were women that, you know, would dress more like men, which was atypical for the time. So we have mm-hmm. kind of that. We have some kind of like 1910s, 1920s, 1930s. I'm 1940s or 30s. I'm wearing a suit like Al Capone, kind oh. of mafia guy with a hat, with a feather, <laughs> like totally drag king. And then I'm 50s, like Mar- then I'm more in a femi outfit, like Marilyn Monroe with these super mm-hmm. high Chloe heels oh, wow. and a little Bakelite purse and my hair is all done. And then uh, it's like I do like leather pride 80s, so I'm carrying a giant pride flag and like a little leather white miniskirt <laughs> and I'm pretty worried about the heels. So the first, the first outfit I'm wearing loafers, but the second two I'm wearing very high heels. Mm-hmm. So last night I was on YouTube watching um, <laughs> catwalk videos, like how to be on the catwalk. <clears throat> and it's, so the men, they're pretty good. They're pretty serious. They just walk up and down the catwalk. The women, there's a way to do it, like how to swing your hips, how to put one foot in front of the other, how not to trip on your high heels, touch wood. I'm, that's not going to happen. Um, but we also have to do it more campy because it's fun. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. It's not a serious fashion show. But so there's a whole bunch of performers. And tomorrow night, so yeah, let's, let me see. There's a whole bunch of performers. So we'll do like a, we'll do like a, an era, like the 1920s, and then there'll be a performer on. So um, there's some burlesque performers. There's some drag queens. There's some musicians. Vincent Vanilla Vice, I guess, would be more like a a drag king sort of vanilla ice kind of act. So it's going to be really crazy fun. So tonight's our first one. I hope that goes well. And it's also tomorrow night. And at the tomorrow night one, oh, they have vintage, like, kind of store set up where you can buy clothes and some of the proceeds go um to the Leaping Thespians Theatre Company. 
And you can actually buy the clothes right off our backs from the catwalk. So you can bid on the clothes if you like them as we wear them. There's DJs and dancing. So I've got to, you know, I've got to get home fairly early because I work tomorrow. But it should be a fun night. So come out. It's at Heaven's Door, which is at 1216 Butte Street. And I've never been to this club, but it looks like a really cool club with banquettes and um, it's all dark and inside. So um, you can check that out at www.leapingthespians.ca and come see me look probably stupid in the end on the catwalk. But I'm pretty excited to do something fun. I don't get to perform a lot. But I actually am performing in August as well, on August 15th. Mark Kleiner is in town with his, he's kind of reforming his band for a special show, the Mark Kleiner Power Trio. So I'm singing a song with him. And he's reforming with um, Pete Mills, who lives in L.A., is a big producer now, and Kurt Dahl from The Pornographers. And I'm actually having Kurt Dahl on next week to talk about the Catsalano Festival that's happening. He's uh, been organizing the Poppy Family, and uh, they're playing at the Catsalano Family. Or they're uh, playing at the Catsalano Festival. So hopefully we'll get him on the phone. And I guess that's it for our hour. Thank you so much for doing the interview with Carissa. And that's too bad it's sold out. You can't even go. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure it's sold out, but I remember um, the Sarah, the other Sarah you were talking to, saying that she doesn't have tickets available. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's sold out. But there's (laughs) some dance we're going to cover next week because Mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of dance stuff coming up, and I think we'll both try to go to something, and we'll both try to go to um, Bart on the Beach, finally, after we talked about it. (laughs) Now, I have a friend. Where is she? I've known her for a long, long time. She has a vintage store, and she's actually put up a lot of the outfits that are going to be in the um, show. And she's Turkish. Her show is called Bourjou's. A lot of people know it. It's on 16th and Main. She has some amazing vintage stuff. It's like the real deal. She gets really good stuff. And she's Turkish, and she has a band, and she sings in Turkish, and her band's playing tonight, and there's some great stuff on YouTube. I'm going to play a song to see us out, and then I want you to stay tuned for U- uh, UBC Arts on Air. So this is Borju's band, something about reptiles, and this is called Papatya Gibisi. That's Turkish. I don't know what it means, but I bet it'll be good. And stay tuned on CITR 101.9 FM and we'll be back next week between 5 and 6 p.m. Thanks for listening. You gotta get that sound. <laughs> get that sound.